Episode 7. Bop it, twist it, pull it. Welcome to episode number seven of the Avengers and Lollygagging podcast. I am your game master, Jeff. All right. So there's people around the table. There is. They've been waiting to get on this damn ferry and get to a specific place. Where are we going? Do you remember the name of it? Brockman's Ruin. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Bachman's. I hate you. Ruin. It's Bachman Turner Overdrive. Does anyone get that? Anyone yeah. get that reference? Yeah. I know Josh. Yep, definitely. I knew Josh would get that reference. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, you're going to Bachman's, Bachman's Ruin. Uh, so what have you learned thus far about this place? It's a bad place. We don't want to be here. Yeah. It's not multiple ruins, it's only one. Okay, I don't want to be there. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a singular. It's Bachman's Ruin, and it's often just more colloquially referred to as The Ruin, at least by people close to it. There's okay. also like a spooky woods there. Spooky woods. Anyone remember the name? The spooky woods, the whispering start words, with an E or something. Start with an R. Not even close. Uh, <laughs> the second letter is an E. Retin, there you go. Retung, yeah. So some people just drop the G. Uh, so Retung. Is it of Varder? No, it's called Verdum. Verdum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Wasn't it the dance club in Arrow? What? <laughs> the dance club in Arrow is called yeah. Verdum. Yeah, the first season. Yeah, it was Verdant. Wasn't it Verdant because Verdant's green? Okay, maybe it was. Okay, all right. I watched the first two, three seasons of that. You're still. You said you're still. Never mind. It's we're not going to. No. We're nope. not going to get out. Nope. Nope. This is nope. the podcast. This is the podcast. Sorry, I forgot where we were. Like, uh, okay. Um, okay. So you've learned that, and and we're going there because you were sent there by Harold Zeiger to find his missing son because his daughter wrote a letter and said, "Hey, Gabriel is just missing." Uh, and so, what else have you learned? Anything? Anything? Interest? Any prospects? Stuff like that. What accent was that? I don't know what happened. Leave me alone. <laughs> I will talk like this for the rest of the rest. I'm going to talk to Ostwald for uh, Loretta. Uh, Ludgera. Ludgera. Okay. Yes, names. Yes. Yep. Okay. If I could spell, it would help. No, it's all good. Or write. We know a couple warden names. You know a couple warden's names. Yeah. Uh, Wilhelm and Ivo. Ivo is Ask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, any other leads, any other information that you want to... Luden Hertz has a boarding house. Ludon Hertz, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one's going to get that reference at this table. But there's there's like a 60... I'm going to have to like go home a, and Google oh it. Man, like. Most of the names I throw out there are references to something. There's a 65-er out there who's just like, is that... No, yeah, no, no, yeah, I think that's what that is. Uh, okay, um, so yeah, runs runs a... Ludon Hertz runs a kind of halfway house of some yeah. kind, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can someone right. talk to the shopkeep and supposed to talk to some of her friends that are still there? Yeah, that was Erwin. Erwin mentioned Ostwald. Uh, was a dwarf named Oswald down by the mines. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing particular. It had nothing to do with Gabriel. You just were offering and you were being generous. And she's like, just tell him I said, hey, just tell him what Garrett said. Haha, sucker, you're still in. Uh, anything else? Yeah, that one guy was really creepy. Which guy? The guy at the lighthouse. Yeah, the guy at the lighthouse is really creepy. Yeah. Yeah, we learned that. Nice garden, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was yes. that, wait, is that two episodes ago? Well, we were in, and then we saw... Well, actually, yeah, I mean, we started we started The Lighthouse two episodes ago, because that's when we started with Bear freaking out, and then we got to have the little conversation, which didn't go out with Richmond Unger. That didn't really go the way you probably thought. No. So what do you recall about that little conversation? He's talking with someone. 
mm. or something. I overheard him uh, speaking to somebody else. Yeah. In the tower, even though he led us to believe that he was alone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and he had all those masks and stuff. In he said that uh, they committed larceny and the dynastic records. Yes. So you did. That's another big thing. You did actually learn a little yes. bit about the crime that the children or that the using children is a little bit. They're in their twenties, thirties now. Uh, but um, they uh, they apparently were part of some sort of group that performed an attack on a fairly high ranking. Um, High-ranking government buildings, so to speak. Uh, so it would be like attacking, like the Capitol or something like that. That kind of that kind of, that kind of thing. But we also found out that the reason why Master Zeiger is probably so destitute is because he paid some serious fees to yeah. prevent them from being killed. Yeah, I mean, and that and that ties up pretty well with what you learned when you were in Weishaven because he, at one point, was and this is even briefly referenced um, by by Richmond that he had a pretty good business like mm-hmm. he had a good boat building business he was tied together with the government and then he had you know with actually building ships for the navy and then he had a sell 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 mm-hmm. and lost a lot of what he had so that seems to seems to line up and they are estranged the children have been estranged and it wasn't until recently that that letter came um enrichment wasn't able to really give you any more information about them that you hadn't really gotten anywhere else mentioned something about gabriel being part of the the wood crew but the lumber crew um and that um and that Maddie worked at the Sunbearer Sanctuary and, and on a beet farm. Apparently, they yeah. grow, grow beets, possibly turnips. Who knows? Possibly we'll turnips. See. Let's cross our fingers. I like turnips. Uh, okay. We ready to get going? Yes. The episode ended. You all went to Alaric, Alaric Tinsman. Uh, you went back there because at a certain point, Bear had thought thought he saw maybe it was just his imagining it. So many weird imaginary things happening so far in this uh, in this campaign. But saw some guns tucked away in some crates uh, that were labeled with the Blumhawk <laughs> Company, and there was there was some discussions, <laughs> some thoughts about trying to steal some of those. Erwin specifically was like, "I want to steal me some." Uh, but you guys go back and tried to be and tried to be all cute with and it. That's awkward. Yeah, and he had his like his underwear on, and it's like it's like fifty degrees out. He's playing a banjo and just ate a piece of fish, and he's like, "No, I don't. I what? You, no, I don't know what you're talking about." Uh, and at that point, you see the fairy. Uh, coming down the break bottom channel, past the lighthouse, past Alaric's house in Westward to Edgar Ferry. Um, do you stay and talk to Alaric at all, or do you just hustle back? Hey, the ferry's back. Uh, I think we got to get going, Alaric. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. That's why I said it was there. Just assumed. Uh, okay. Um, bye. It was nice meeting you. You're the coolest guy in town I've met so far. That's not saying much, but I appreciate it nonetheless. And um, try not to get dead um, going there. And try not to go cuckoo, you know, because it's one of those two things usually. You know, don't... Lou Gara's like, you know, she's kind of a good story. You know, she's there for a little while, came out. Seems to be relatively sane. So try not to do, you know, what everybody else does. So anyway, bye. Bye. And we'll leave. Thank you for everything. Okay. Uh, and so you all leave, uh, never to see Alaric Tinsman again. Um, and you head back to the ferry. And by the, t- by the time you don't beat it there, it's a little faster than you in the water. Uh, and you guys aren't running. You never seem to to run. Never want to. Uh, so you all eventually get there, but the ferry is already docked. Uh, there are... New people looks to be mostly crew. 
Um, a couple of people seem to be also uh, new that don't appear to be working on the boat. So you see a handful of people. Um, you see a younger version of Haka, Haka the Ferry Master, who you've spoken with a few times. Uh, you would presume they look very similar. The, the younger version of her, you would imagine, is probably her daughter. She mentioned a, a, a woman by the name of Marie. Um, a couple of people mentioned her name. So you imagine that's her. They are currently having some sort of shouting match a bit out of distance, uh, likely because of the lateness of the arrival. Um, and you see that the warden that you had been speaking with when you first arrived in Edgar's Ferry and Edgar Ferry and, uh, and broke down and broke, you know, broke the news about the wagon. He is patiently waiting for that, uh, for that argument to end. Um, but you see a couple people are carrying like these heavy rucksacks and they seem to be debarking, uh, disembarking, excuse me. Uh, and then heading into the village, into the village itself. You imagine they might be just be leaving. looks like they're just people who maybe finished their sentence and are returning. Um, not everyone does. Some people do, some people don't. One of the reasons these penal colonies are so far away, um, from any real semblance of civilization is to honestly discourage people from returning. Like that's the idea. Uh, it's this, this free labor. Try to like hail down. Maybe one of them coming off. Okay. On the prisoners, I assume. Yeah. You see a really tall uh, individual, pretty burly, pretty bulky. Realize that's an ogre right there. Big old bushy white beard just sticking off from the chin. No sideburns or anything, just this big mound of hair on the bottom of the chin. Really pale skin. These big bright green eyes. Carrying this this rucksack over the back of his shoulder, and he's got what looks to be some kind of crudely made jacket. Um, he's walking past you. Hey, and friend. You, and he nearly steps on you. Whoop. You should remind Chovy's like two two inches <laughs> yeah. tall. And he looks he looks he does one of those looking around as if he heard something. I'm, I'm down here. Uh, oh, um, um, not your friend. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Chovy, but are you finally released from the ruin? Yeah. Is that a yeah? Yeah. <laughs> How long were you there? You're very, you're very nosy. Well, I'm headed there, so I'm just trying to figure out what it's like. And then Emily's just kind of like, well, sorry for the intrusion. My name's Emily. What's your name? Uh, are we in kindergarten? Uh, I mean, generally when you meet someone, you introduce yourself. Pull it. Pull it? Yeah. All right. Uh, pull it. Did you ever work in the foresting section? Yeah. Did you ever know Gabriel? Mm, was it to you? We're looking for him. How badly you want to find him? Uh, well, his dad's trying, sent us out to go find him. We heard that he went missing. How badly do you want to find him? He seems to just be waiting, like angling. His head I slowly he turning. Money. I mean... I pull out a silver shilling. Silver shilling. But it says, uh, pretty badly. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about him? I flip him the coin. Okay. Snatches it out of the air. Takes a look at it. Go ahead and uh, let's see. What do you want to do? You want to do a still? Let's do a roll. We have to do a roll. It's been eleven minutes. We haven't done a roll yet. I feel freaking out. <laughs> um, 
So you're trying to just charm him, I suppose, or bargain? No, you're trying to bargain. Let's do bargain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, Ooh, you're trying to buy some information from him. Yeah, that makes sense, right? That's how. That's what we're doing. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Let's do a standard bargain test. I have a thirty-four for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, does anybody want to aid? Oh yeah. Or, I, I don't have a skill, so I can't. If aid. you have a point yeah. in bargain, does anyone have a point in bargain? No. no. You guys suck. Dude, this is the worst bargain. <laughs> well, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't have a point in that. Yeah. Okay, so no one's got no one's got bargain, no one's right. got heal. Okay, here we go. I got exactly a thirty-four. Did you? Okay, Ooh. that's good. You're nice. good then. This is what I needed. He grabs it, so he grabs the uh, this the silver coin out of the air, snatches it, puts it in a little little pocket on the front of his front of his jacket. Okay, what do you want to know? We heard he went missing. Yeah. What do you know about that? Um, I know we went missing. Right. What was the last time you saw him? Um, it's been months. It was, uh, I think, we have a different cruise. He was, uh, he was on when I was off. They, uh, they send us out for a few weeks, and then we get a few weeks off. And, uh, we just weren't quite together, but I heard heard stories of him and a couple of others. They uh they went out one night and they didn't come back. I know it's the frontier. Is this common for people to go missing like this? Mm, I mean sometimes but usually Especially when you work in the woods, you know, not to go wandering off. It's a bit, a bit strange to see him leave the safety of numbers in the first place. Never struck me as a particularly interesting man. A little boring, if you ask me. Didn't gamble. Didn't fight. Not to... Had to read or something. I don't know. Anyone else have questions? Sophia would have gone up to someone different. Great. Can't wait for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We We just paid this man. Yeah. Uh, Do you know which way, whether it was north, east, uh, that he had went when they went missing? There's only one way, it's north. We only caught lumber um, a few miles outside of Erdem for safety. You go too north and there's things up there you don't want to see. Do you know anything about what's up north? Mm, There's monsters and something in the woods and there's a Mother Ustuk and stay away from the, the coast and the plains and there's all sorts of things. Your nightmares are up there, that's what we say. It's definitely what it sounded like. Did you ever see the boy uh, with the girl? The sister was there too. Um, yeah, I heard he had a sister, but. I don't think I ever met her. Sorry. When uh, somebody's time is up, if they don't leave, 
Where do they generally go? Wherever they can get employed. Gotcha. Some people, some people strike out. They leave the Verdon village. They register a plot of land, and maybe they try to build something on the round in a way they couldn't back in the monarchy. Some will. They stay in town. They got a skill. If you can, you can sew some clothes, or if you can cook a meal, maybe you find a job. Some such. Gotcha. Well, thank you. Thank you. Anything else? I can't think of anything. Thank you for your help. Good luck. You're gonna need it. And he disappeared. Literally, just just now. He starts <laughs> starts wandering. He starts wandering further into the village. He stops off at Lidgera's general store. Probably picks up some travel supplies and. Imagine he's going to get the hell out of Dodge. Um, so apparently, Sophia is going up to somebody else, and so see you see a a, a very slender uh, human woman, uh, dark skin. Um, she uh, has got this long blonde hair that is super frizz, you know, super frizzy, I should say, uh, isn't particularly well kept, and she's wearing what looks to be animal furs. Um, and uh, yeah, she's not. She's pretty much on the heels of of pullets and yeah you know, whereas the rest of your group goes to the big guy you go to the woman hi there uh my name is Zofia, and i'm about to get on the ferry and go where you came from where good for you it's okay oh. we are actually- sorry what would you do would you did you kill someone with kindness or something no no because you're already making me sick well, we are actually here on a job looking for someone who went missing, so I thought I might catch someone who came from there and see. You are way too wholesome for going to the ruin. That place is going to eat you alive. Well, if the people don't do it, the freaking land will. I've, I'm hearing that there are quite a few things to be afraid of and keep an eye out for. Yeah. We are actually here with that group there talking to the ogre. Who's we? Is that the royal we? <laughs> no, everyone that's talking to the ogre right You said there. we, though. I just... Whatever. Oh, put Yeah. He's... He's one of the nice ones. Good, we're actually... Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was hoping to maybe get some information about the disappearance of Gabriel Zyger. His father hired us to come up to the ruin and see what we could find. Did, Good luck with it. Did, did you know Gabriel or, or Maddie in your time there? No, no. Memory's hazy. Sophia goes into her pocket and grabs the silver. Mm-hmm. And offers it to Okay. Roll a, a standard bargain. What's your uh what's your social class actually? Burger. Okay, yeah, it's standard. You're good. That sometimes it affects it affects social interaction. That is a fail. So she takes the silver from you and she says, I don't know nothing. And then she walks away. <laughs> Sophia is sad at the loss of the silver. <laughs> oh. Okay. Alright. Uh okay. 
So with that done, what else would you guys like to do? Who else would you like to accost? Anyway? Jeff, Bruno would love to find a way to get on this boat. Okay. Or ferry. We need to me. bring our cart, right? With yes. our cart and our interesting elven friend. Well, she's going on yeah. because she's a, a prisoner. prisoner and she's being taken there. Yeah, They've just been making use of your cart. Because the wagons that they were going to be on are broken at the bottom of a ravine. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think we need to worry about paying for the cart because they're bringing it with her in it anyway. Mm. Maybe we should make them pay for it. Mm. That's interesting. These are all very interesting theories. Anywho, um, I'm going to go to yeah. the arguing mother and daughter. Okay. All right. I'm going to go yeah. right there with I'm, them. I wanted to talk to the daughter. So do you want to just go up and you want to just go up and interrupt? No, or I've, been, you, no, no, no. I've been standing oh, there waiting wait, wait, for wait, the yeah. conversation to end, and I'm just like, Is that, as you guys get, kind of get close, and you're like, you're walking up, the the warden guy just like reaches a hand out and just grabs you, like, and just shakes his head. No, no, you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to. Just wait. You just don't want to interfere with this. And so uh, after a few minutes of them just shouting back and forth, um, you're going to roll eavesdrops test if you want, but otherwise. Otherwise, they just shout back and forth. Uh, yeah, it's just routine. Ninety-five. Nope. Okay. Yeah, you can't really make it out. They just—it's just angry, 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 and then angry, angry, angry back. That's really what it looks like. Uh, but finally, they notice that there's a small group that's forming, and um, they break away. And the, the fairy master woman comes up. Um, the uh, the child. No, or not child. She's an adult as well. But like Marie, uh, kind of storms behind, and she says uh, something to the effect of like, "Seriously, I gotta go again. I just got back." And then storms off. Uh, and then Haka, seeing you all, uh, turns to the warden and says, "It's gonna be probably another day. Uh, let I get a feedback, and then we'll leave in the morning. No problem. It'll we'll, we'll be gone like normal. I gotta go tell this to the." To the pilgrims too, so that Stuba group, uh, uh, and he and he just nods and he's like, "All right, fine, another day, that'll do." Uh, and then she looks at you all, Jake. Um, oh, right, you wanted on the ferry, right? Yeah. Um, fortunately, there's uh, uh, there's going to be space, so sure. There's how many of you are coming? Six, six. Okay. Um, um, What's a cart? Cart. Okay. But, but the wardens are using it. holding a prisoner. And uh, <laughs> the warden, who's standing next to next to next to you guys, kind of looks over at you and just like, and it is your civic duty to allow the use of your goods and your possessions whenever the monarchy is in need of such things. Yeah, that's what I was just you know letting you guys know in case you guys didn't know this. Just. Mm. <laughs> Just here, just to remind you. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks at you, gives so, you a really, like he's really judging you up and down really quick right now, just looking you up and down and around, and uh, and he just breathes kind of heavily and then turns around and walks away. Uh, and she says, um, uh, any uh, animals? Um, oh, yeah, I've got my friend here, if that's okay. I meant, like, Castle, oxen. no, no. Large oh, we have a animals. horse. Okay, okay. Are we bringing we've it with got, us? I think we've got space. If you want it, um, I'm taking the wagon myself. Great, of course. You got to bring your own feed. Um, we don't provide. You take yeah. care of it. It's a two-day journey. Uh, we uh, usually drift or drop anchor sometime in the 
depending on the conditions and then we'll usually be there before nightfall of the second day so uh, uh, it's not uh, are all of you accustomed to sea journeys I am not uh, should I be before I go if you do you have time to go on some sea journeys <laughs> <No>. first uh, just, <laughs> I mean, I could, I we're leaving the, tomorrow but, uh, I can go swim in the water it's not quite the same um, I'm well. accustomed to the sea I will let you know that it's not uncommon for passengers to get quite sick. The waters are very rough, current strong, um, and cold this time of year. Not pretty soon we're going to stop these ferries altogether until winter breaks. So, are you sure you want to go now? How long until you guys normally would stop? Uh, I imagine an early winter, so. You probably have maybe a month left of time before it just becomes not the most tenable. So uh, she gets, so she invites somebody in to handle the money. So who wants to off off screen go handle the money? This is uh, Bruno's job. So okay, he will. All right. So you she goes inside with you and she works on an invoice to figure out you know how much it's going to cost for cart for. For a horse, and then for six persons yeah. worth of travel, you also need to make sure you guys need to check your rations at this point because you, yeah, you need- actually have been in town for a couple days. Um, this is your second day in town, and you're yeah. going to be here one more day. Uh, and you, I think, at this point, are probably out of rations, and you need to check on probably getting some feed and stuff for the yeah, horse. That's why horse. I went fishing okay. to try and fish to okay. get food. All right. Um, so then, what is everybody else doing? I want to do. Uh, go find out why the daughter was upset. I want to go talk to the pilgrims. Okay. As does Zofia. Zofia, do you remember, because I know you got the fishing pole, do you remember what fishing skill is? Is it, uh, is it under, I wanted to say survival, is that what it is? I believe so, I'll check some notes. Okay. So if you wanted like retcon and do a quick survival check to see how well your your cast went, uh, let's make it. I mean, it's fishing with adequate supplies is trivial. Okay, so it's trivial. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Not trivial enough, apparently. That face. Nope. Uh, I rolled a ninety-three, and my survival would have been. It's a fail. Okay. Yeah. For yeah. fishing. Not for fishing. What? Come on, it's food. You need food. food. Come on. I have it's food. Money. I'll do it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Baited it. Sweet. Hey, where, where's all uh, my misfortune points? Who took my misfortune right point pool? No, oh, that's a success. Okay, yeah. You managed to do quite successful uh, that morning in pulling up quite a few. Uh, should definitely should definitely take care of today. No problem. Like, between lunch, dinner, you're good. Okay. Um, so, you wanted to... So, someone said they wanted to go speak to the daughter... Okay, so Erwin, you track down Marie, who, um, from what you can tell, was heading in the direction of Ludgarra's store. And then, uh, Emily, you said you're going to go talk to the pilgrims? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll start really quickly with uh, Marie. So you head over to Ludgarra's store, um, you go inside, and right as you do, you like bump into Pullet, who is on his way out at this point. He's like biting into like a, a piece of dried meat. Uh, and he goes, sorry. And then continues uh, out of town. Um, so you go inside and 
a, con- a like a conversation immediately stops. Like as you can, like you you hear voices and then they see you walk in and Lutgera goes, oh, "Can I help you?" Um, what was your name again? Um, Erwin. That's right, Erwin. Um, Fairy's back, uh, so I imagine you'll be hopping on soon, right? Yes, yes I was wanting to because I was recommended to speak to her about the. Ruin. I was going to ask her some questions and see if she was okay. She seemed quite upset earlier. No, might not be a great. And then Marie's like, "No, it's fine." Um, uh, yeah. What, what can I do for you, sir? Uh, we're going to the ruin to look for someone. Sure. Right. We were wondering with how often you travel there if you had any one that would be good to speak to or any recommendations on how to best handle ourselves with going there? Um, Just like acclimating or is there something specific that you're looking for? Well, we're looking for uh, Gabriel Zeiger. He went missing. Um, He was in the... Anything about that. I'm sorry. Do, Do you know who's in charge of like the lumber yard or the the woodworking that they where they go and cut the trees uh no i'm afraid i don't know um if it's part of the prison crews then it's definitely one of the wardens uh it might even be one of the governor's uh lackeys uh, i forget their names um if it's a private crew then you can try, yeah, go to the box elder. Maybe Markov might know something. He tends to know a little bit about everything, to be honest. So, um, you can speak with him. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure what to tell you. Well, so, I, I appreciate the information. Are you all right? You seemed quite upset. Oh, just mother, daughter. She wants me to take it. It's her turn to take it out, and but no, it's fine. It's 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 fine. I can I can go. It's Do okay. you need any extra hands? I'm pretty experienced on boats. Um, do you have uh, skills in navigation, perhaps? <laughs> More along the lines of uh, helping with maintaining the situation on the boat with like the that kind of stuff. Not necessarily the steering of the boat itself sure we could we could certainly use a hand with keeping people off the deck and out of our way if but um we'll keep it in mind certainly thank you it's very kind of you um to ask that question um and she like i mean politely but like also kind of shrugging you off at this point she turns to marie and she's like have you is alarak been in town recently um and Ludgar is like, no, not not today. Not, I haven't seen him. And so yes, so um, we're we're leaving tomorrow. Um, so um, should be first light. So make sure you're uh, to the docks before dawn. Um, make sure whatever party you're bringing uh, loading will begin. And we try to shove off and make way out of the out of the channel. Um, so uh, be on time, please. All right. I'll make sure that my group knows. Thank you for your help. Yeah. Uh, so you head over, Emily, to the uh, to the building group, and you can see that there. You start counting them up. Some are in the neighborhood of 
10 to 16-ish. You're not really sure. Some people are in 10. Some people are out of 10, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they fairly guarded. They haven't really mingled pretty heavily, especially since that incident where the little girl seemed to have mm-hmm. encountered Casita, oh, her wonderful little limerick about claws and maws being sodden in blood. Um, but... But yeah, you walk up, and as you do, um, a man with a very big pilgrim hat. They have a name, and I totally forgot what it is. Uh, but uh, stops you as you come. Um, can I help you? Hi, uh, my name is Emily. Uh, we're going to be on the same ferry ship as you later. Wonderful. Um, just saw you guys around, and I was just wondering, curious as to what was leading you guys to the ruin. Well... We are here to help bring light to a darkened land. Just so you guys worship the sun bear? Of course. Of course. Yes, we have written extensively with uh, Matron Bickle. And, uh, she has invited us to come and help expand the sanctuary. Till and work the fields and Again, bring light to a darkened land. He seems very proud of himself for that line. Excellent. Um, Indeed, are you a follower as well? My mother was. Uh, So I definitely know some of, you know, her teachings. Uh, (laughs) I can't tell tell if Ashley's bullshitting me or if you're trying to bullshit. No, Emily's just kind of like trying to trying to bullshit it okay and uh and then she's like so uh but anyways um we have somebody who we're looking for and she also she was working on the sun bears farm oh indeed Um, wonderful would you mind if i would when we arrive maybe come and meet with you guys there and see if you've come across her her name's gonna be madeline zeiger madeline zeiger i will certainly ask when i arrive um I will inquire. What, what's, um, I'm, I don't mean to pry, but I'd, I will not be party to any sort of shady business. Her father's understand. just trying to reach her. Oh, yeah. I, oh, quite sad, I see. Um, yes, um, certainly we will, we will inquire uh, once we are settled. And uh, I'm told there's a wonderful plot of land right near the coast. Short rock walk away from the uh, from the abbey and the farms and yes on the western side you'll mm-hmm. get a beautiful view of the sunset every day. It's cool. Delightful, yes, yes, um, uh, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm Carl Stuber. Um, so um, this is this is my wife Victoria, and he just kind of hurries her up like, and then he's yeah. like, and this is. This is my daughter over here. Uh, come here. Come here, Jasmina. Come here. And uh, she comes up and she's like, Hello. Oh, what's wrong with your hand? Because she looks at your hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my kid voice. That's terrible. <laughs> what's wrong with your hand? That's way better. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, I used to be in the army, uh, military. Oh, and, uh, indeed. Serving with my father. Yeah. And yes. happened. To lose it within a skirmish. Oh, oh! So you're just all sorts of bullshitting them right now. Yeah. All right. Do me a favor. Just, just, just roll, just roll trivial. Actually, what's your, what's your class? Uh, what's your social class? Uh, burger. Okay. Yeah. Just, just uh, roll a. <laughs> I have a point in guile. 
Yeah, you can go ahead and roll a uh, an easy uh, an easy uh, guile test for me, really quick. Okay. Just a. To... Oh yeah, I passed. I needed a 75 and I got a 26. Okay. So he, they all seem to be taking, like, taking everything you're saying. Oh, military woman, wonderful. Mother was a sun bearer follower. Maybe we can win you back to the flock, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, if maybe, potentially. Sure. Certainly. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's in places like these, these parts of the world where we're needed most and, and uh, we consider it our honor-bound duty to ensure that even the most pitiable and destitute and criminal among us have some beacon of hope that they can look to. And um, yes, but um, yes, come see us anytime. We gladly welcome a person such pre- as yourself. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, of course. And. Um, Oh, and we'll see you on the ship. Oh, mother, father. And so he waves some two other ones over. Yeah. Like, yes, 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 yes. This is, uh, this is my father right here. This is, this is Henry. Hello. And just like little old miserly man, like, hello. And then they see uh, Margaret. This is my, my mother, Margaret. Um, Henry, uh, Margaret. This is Henry, Margaret. Margaret, I don't even... I don't know why I'm calling you by my by your first name, mother, father. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, I'm so sorry. I I've already forgotten your name. Emily. Emily. Yes. 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 Uh, she'll be joining us on the boat. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and he looks down at your hand as well, and he's like, oh, oh what happened to your hand? Oh, you know, just military. <laughs> Oh, I was, I served as well. Um, uh, you, uh, where, whereabouts? And... Uh, all over the place, really. Uh, you know, I'm from Durer's Walls. Uh, Southern Gal. Yeah. So, yeah. I've spent some time down in the unsettled stem before, yeah. yeah. Where did you serve? A little bit of here, a little bit of there. One or more campaigns. Feels like they just send you all over the place, yeah, huh? Mostly with two campaign tours into the Evermores. Um, I did one. Oh, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. It's a pleasure to meet you. See, you see, Carl. I said this was not just the land of the damned. There's plenty of wonderful people. Yes, yes, wonderful people. Yeah, I'm talking to myself now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay, and the the old woman just comes up and she just grabs you by the hand. It's a pleasure to meet you. Mind you, the hand she's grabbing has six fingers on it. <laughs> the best, the better to grip with. It's <laughs> wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh, she taken it back lightly, but then she lets it go and everything's good. Okay, so she backs away. Uh, and, and I'm like, and like, Sophia was going to come with me. And like, <laughs> I just turn and I look at her with like wide eyes. I'm like, no. They're super friendly. What are yeah. you talking about? Okay, so yeah. <laughs> it's like she would have gotten Sophia along with them. Sophia sees this as quite well in hand. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what does everybody else want to do? Just want to buy some goods for the trip ahead of us. Okay. Rations and sure, sure, sure. torches. Yeah. Okay. So make a list. Keep an eye on a list of what you want, and then um, we'll go ahead and do that off, off air. We'll figure out the... I don't really like doing a whole lot of purchasing stuff uh, on air, so mm-hmm. let's just do that off air. 
shopping episode. I'm not a big shopping guy. <laughs> like if it's magical items or something, that's cool. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, do I really want to spend this extra brass penny on this piece of jerky? Do I need three pieces of jerky? I, I don't know why I'm talking like that. How many days are we going to be out gonna, there? It's going to be, we should pack for three. That's what my mother always my said. My mother always said, if we need three, <laughs> buy five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Is there anything else that you all want to do knowing that you have <laughs> Keith Stone Bears? Right? <laughs> no one's going to listen to this, man. Don't worry. It's all good. All right. So uh, is there anything you want to do for the rest of the day or you just want to wait out the ferry at this point? Um, well, off out of character, didn't you hear something about Alaric? Uh, are you metagaming, Ashley? Am I, am I allowed to do that? Oh, I'm a newbie. Uh, I did. I did when I when that was mentioned. I did make a face at her. He did. He did. I, he wiggled did, his eyebrows. I, I did. I, I did that. <laughs> um, okay. When we get back together, I will mention that okay. uh, she was looking for him. Okay. And perhaps maybe the weapons will end up where we're going anyway. All right. So, I'm not sure I got your answer. So, the day is going to pass for a bit. Are you going somewhere, or are you just good to to do... Let's go steal the guns again. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Again? Wait, what? Josh, you left something else in his shack. I figured it was my shoe. Okay, then... I left both my right and my left shoe. (laughs) Since there doesn't seem to be any specific plan, and you guys just want to do some odds and ends and prep for your trip, we'll just go ahead and say we'll prep for your trip, and we can go ahead and fast forward till tomorrow. Uh, Morning comes, you all make camp relatively near uh, the dock again, and uh, the sun starts to peak up from the eastern horizon, and you make your way down towards the docks where people seem to be loading up. You say hello and good morning to Carl, Henry, uh, Margaret, Victoria, and Jasmina. Got them all. That was great. Got them all. Okay. Uh, and then you also see Marie, you see Wilhelm, the, uh, the warden that you spoke with and try, who directed you to draw the map. Bruno, you see Cressida, who eyes you down. Like, and you see her eyes, like, just bright, almost glowing, and like, as the, the sun just shines off them, almost like a cat's eyes, almost. She just watches you. Time for a voyage, sweetheart, she says. I created this character literally just so I can flirt with Keith for the whole podcast. I'm going to creep you away. It's not a dragon on my ears. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Okay. All right. So it takes about an hour to two hours to load everybody up. Um, it is a not a very sexy looking ship. It's quite long, um, somewhat rectangular barge-like. It does have, uh, you know, it, it, it basically can be opened in the back and the front so that wagons can be wheeled in on one side and then literally wheeled in on, wheeled out on the other. Mm-hmm. And so you can see these wagons, uh, these carts that are being loaded up. Uh, the pilgrims were bringing, it looks to be a lot of uh, a lot of farm animals. So you see things like pigs and you see oxen, you see some chickens and things and they're all being either herded in through ropes. Some of them are in like these, these weaved cages uh, and things like that. Like they are quite literal settlers. Um, there are no quarters. Like, so you're not sleeping. You don't have rooms or anything like that. This ain't D&D. Uh, you are basically sleeping where you can find empty ground to sleep. Um, so any last things? Now is the time. Oh, could I have gotten some bandages? 
You mean within the... Oh, wait, that, that was in the shopping list. Yeah, that would have been in the shopping list. Okay. I bet, I bet. Yeah, and there's, uh, and there's a limit to how much. And you can always, don't forget, you can always have the ability to, to make them at some point, but it also requires you have skill. Okay, anyway. Um, We're not skilled people. No, you got, I really <laughs> feel like you got, there's no way you guys are surviving anything that's about to happen. I've barely thrown anything at you yet. Okay, so you, you're on the board. You're on board the vessel. Orders are being given. Marie is shouting left and right. Um, it's a two-tiered ship. So there's the hold, and then there's the top, uh, that the deck itself. Everybody who is not, you know, like if you have any sort of animals and stuff like that, all of that's in the bottom of the hold. You're allowed to walk on the ship on the deck from time to time, so long as you stay out of the way of the crew. Uh, but you settle in for your voyage. Um, so we'll do some slight fast forwarding here because mm-hmm. it is just water travel. Um, but some interesting, you know, if there's any or anybody you want to talk to, anything you want to do. But I would like you all to make. A toughness test. Fail. Okay. Got a f- one fit now. Crit fail. Crit fail. <laughs> oh no. Fail. Okay. All right. So mine was supposed to be a thirty, and I got a one, so I crit fail. Uh, a yeah, one. He, he, he crit fails for. Oh, him that's right. You're a henchman. Yeah. We get another Which thing. We get though. a thing. Yeah. We get another thing though. We get another fortune point. Sure, sure, sure. So all the way in the kitchen. I do actually have one right in this drawer. I'm trying to grab without making too much sound. There we go. Uh, okay, so I also um, failed. I failed as well. Everyone failed. Every, we all failed. Yep. Boy, you're all getting seasick. Okay, so everybody who who failed, just regular failed, not crit uh, failed. Yes. Go ahead and take ten. That's a good roll. Take ten well, points of physical peril as you just get. It, it's not. There a, goes my skills. Certainly a a rough, rough way out of the break bottom channel and then into open waters. Those of you who crit failed, and there were two of those, I think, right? That was Bruno and Bear, correct? You all. Okay, that's actually. Uh, you take eleven points of physical peril. I didn't roll as well. So it's like extra days. What's that? Instead of nine. Yeah, you don't take the uh-huh. nine. Well, I, everybody who regular failed, I just rolled one d10 for you guys. I rolled two d10, but I just rolled really crappily for you guys. So only went so up one. Only went up one, so it's really not a lot difference. Yeah, that immediately went to no skill points for me. <laughs> okay, so the first half day of travel takes you out of the break bottom channel. You passed by Alaric's home again, the various other shacks that are built into the foothills. You pass by the lighthouse. Um, you can see the very top of the lighthouse as you pass by it. Good old Richmond Unger up there on the top level. And he seems to be having a conversation. He's like gesticulating he wildly. Um, he, he, it's hard to really tell. He seems to be, there seems to be some other figure up there. You can't quite discern it's too far away. But he quickly goes out of view as you begin to turn and steer in a northerly direction out around this rocky outcropping, this rocky island that's on the other side of, uh, of the channels. Like there's this channel that runs along the northern coast that you guys have been walking along. And then there's like this long slender island that goes off for miles, starting uh, right where the, uh, the lighthouse is and kicking westward for miles. You guys curve around that and start heading northward into more open water. And the minute you hit that, that open water it's just all sorts of bouncing around and i'm not sure how many of you in real life have been on boats on the open seas but if it's a rough day and today is a rough day 
Uh, you are quickly turning green in your faces. Uh, Bruno and Bear are the first to go, and you see them run as quickly as they can up to the deck, and they are hurling over sides. And you see Marie and so many of the other other crew that are that's serving her just chuckling at this. And then it's quickly followed by the rest of you, the other four, and very sheepishly and very embarrassed, I would imagine, yep. Sophia. And Irwin trying their best. Now they're like, no, this isn't so bad at all. And then they, they start stumbling up the up to the deck. And much like many of the pilgrims are hurling over the side. And then you guys are only a couple hours into the into the actual uh, into the actual ride. Um, does anybody want to do anything? Speak to anyone? Yeah, Bruno's going to lay flat on the ground. Okay. See if that helps. <laughs> you know, Just like, stare at the ground. Okay, you're going to lay <laughs> I don't see ground. movement. I can't feel okay. movement. Okay. So <laughs> you see Bruno just lay down Emily on the deck. Emily just lays on okay. his back. All right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. And it's just, this is a pylon thing. Everyone one by one. All right. Sophia is going to try to focus on almost inspecting the ship. So just okay. trying to kind of keep her mind busy and just kind of pacing around and looking okay. just to seaworthiness of this vessel that she's on. Okay. Are you like looking for something or are you just, I mean, are you, are you literally trying to do something or is this more like flavor? I, well, it's just something that I would do anyway whenever I'm on a boat. I would always want to check out as many okay. square inches of it as I can. And it's also a distraction technique right okay. now. Roll a routine awareness test as you wander around and see what you see. Pass. Okay. Uh, so, you, yeah, I mean, you're up on the deck. You're, you know when to get out of the way when people are messing with rigging. You know when like when the crew's coming in your way. They gotta, you know that once they get into the open water, it becomes a little bit simpler. It's more the navigation out of the channel that was like that's when we have to be careful. We have to stay out of their way. But once we're in open water, it's it's a little bit easier to 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 kind of move around at that point. Everything is is pretty much straightforward. There's no immediate danger. Um, you do see looking around that. It's not entirely open in the fact that you can see smaller islands to the east, smaller islands to the west, but they don't look, they look just rocks. So they look very without vegetation. Like you could, it's a, it's a clear day, uh, but nonetheless, it's not, well, clear is probably stretching it, but it's, there's somewhat of a distance you can see on, on the ocean itself. Um, looking up and down the deck, uh, there, there's one main sail, one smaller sail that's blowing decently. There's a decent amount of wind. Um, and you can see that many of the pilgrims are up up top as well. The little girl is seeming fi- seemingly fine, uh, and uh, you can see that below the only two of the the main pilgrims uh, that I would imagine were mentioned to you by Emily, like the two old couples, they're below, and they like the old woman's knitting, and Henry's just sitting there, uh, kind of looking and whittling at some at some wood or something like that. You notice something very odd, however. As you look at the deck, you go down below, as you were pacing around, counting your steps, you realize that, like, something doesn't seem right about the proportions of this of this particular boat, as if there's, there's this one part that just doesn't seem on the on the port side. Seems like there's there should be more room in the hold on that wall than there should than there is. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't quite seem to mathematically add up. And you've, you know, boats, like you've been on boats. This, you know, this isn't the type of thing like that seems really out of, out of place. It's not necessarily the type of boat you maybe would have, have you know, on the rivers you would have been on, but it's certainly a little peculiar. What else does everybody do? Bear's going to go uh, hang out with the animals. I think maybe the salty air is just too different. He's more of a foresty wilderness kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So. Maybe more comfortable there. 
some of the animals, some of the horses and stuff like that have been covered. Like you see their 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 eyes have been covered and they seem to trying to calm them down a little bit. The chickens are going crazy. They're just flying around inside of their their cages, their wicker cages, nearly breaking them at times. Pigs seem to be pretty pretty cool. Oxen's totally chill, no problem whatsoever. Oxen's like this is the same old, same old day. Uh, but yeah, they look they look to be in decent order. Anybody else doing anything of interest? I'm gonna see how dirty this boat is. You see how dirty the boat is? Yeah. Okay. All right. You can go ahead and you can also do a routine awareness test if you like. Fifty-three. I failed. Okay. Uh, it's it's. Wait, no. Routine ten. All oh, that actually passes in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's um. No, it's well maintained. Everything seems to be well maintained. The hold's a mess at this point, but there's all sorts of animals down there. But no, everything's it's pretty well maintained. Actually, this seems to definitely be on the up and up. Um, it's not fancy. There's nothing fancy about it. There's no, you know, gold or silver enlaced railings or anything like that. There's not fancy looking canvas. Everything is pretty par for the course, but sturdy, and you feel a relative safety being on it. Yeah. Okay. So the rest of the day continues, and you all, through some degree of just getting really sick, but eventually you try to eat something a little bit. Not the pigs, but you try to eat a little bit. Night comes. Uh, are you all trying to sleep on the deck? Are you trying to sleep in the hold? What do you want to do? I'd like to sleep, sleep in the hold if possible. I want to okay. sleep on the deck. Okay. On the deck. Yeah. Right. Hold. I'll sleep on the deck. Okay. We don't want to see the stars move. That's just like looking at me like I'm planning something. Calm down. It's a simple no, question. It's just one of the other. Just calm down. Calm down. Waiting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So every one of you, uh, as you settle in for sleep, trying to find some out of the way corner on the deck to keep out of the way of whatever skeleton crew is running at night. Uh, all of you, as you, as you fall asleep to the sloshing of waves, it's like a little, you almost hear this soothing, soft sound that just helps to rock you like, like a mother, just like singing a lullaby, rocking you in a, a cradle, and you all just kind of drift off. I need everyone on deck to please make a challenging resolve test. I think it's challenging. We'll call it challenging. Let's pass. Use one of those, please. Letter two has passed. Okay. Okay, I passed. Thank God. Okay. Anybody else? Sophia failed. Okay. All right. So, those of you who passed, you just sort of fall asleep just fine. Sophia, you hear that strange rocking of the waves, that soothingness that seems to come that you're so familiar with and it's actually refreshing now that you've overcome the initial sickness. And the most peculiar thing happens. It's as if that sloshing of water against the hull of the boat takes on this strange sound that turns from something natural a voice, you just hear him, like a hum, a singing, and then you realize you're kind of humming along with it. So as you start to locate the sound, you, you 
you're looking around in each direction. There's not a whole lot of light up on the the deck of the ship. Uh, only one of the moons seems to be relatively full tonight, uh, and the second moon seems to be blocked by cloud cover. And so there's a little bit of moonlight, but not so much, to the point where, because of the how close the ship is, this travel is to the coast, they've they've anchored for the night. So they found some sort of area, kind of coastal area, and they've anchored so as not to run into other issues. There's a skeletal crew growing around, and you look around, and none of them seem to be making the sound. A few of them, they seem to be chatting with one another, and one of them is just whittling some piece of wood while sitting on a crate. And you just wander to the edge of the ship, to the railing, as the sound just draws you in. Um, It's just first a familiar hum, almost like a lullaby, maybe. But as you look out into the water, you have maybe 20 to 30 yards worth of dimish light um, with the moonlight coming down and reflecting off the water a bit. And you see that about 20 yards away, there is an outcropping of rock that's sticking up from the water below it. And something in you knows that that's where the sound's coming from. There it is. It's it's over there. And as you're staring, you realize that the hum is slowly, has slowly been shifting. It's slowly been changing. It's not so much a melody anymore, but it becomes more like a voice. It's a it's a feminine voice. It's just calling out. As if somebody is in distress. You, you, you squint your eyes a bit, trying to look as best you can through the darkness, um, hoping that maybe the clouds will shift quickly enough. Look down at the water, and it's not particularly choppy. Uh, it's not a it's not a heavily windy night, uh, but you when you look, you just can't see, but you know it. You feel compelled to go further and no one seems to be stopping you you look around and you see Irwin just sleeping snoring away some of the crewmen again off to the side not really paying attention to you but I mean it probably dawns on you like why is why is no one helping this woman like there's a woman out there possibly drowning who knows possibly stranded in the middle of nowhere what do you do so I kind of loud whisper who's out there Who's out there? Do you need help? Can you swim toward the boat? Help. Help me. Where are you? I don't see you. Here. If I've I've called out, I've kind of gone back and forth, I've squinted, I've tried to see what I could do, and the only avenue of assistance at this point would seem to be jumping in the water. Okay. So you leap into the water, and as it's, as you splash, I'll uh, have everyone that, who's on deck to go ahead and make an eavesdrop test. You can, since your guys are sleeping, um, I'm not sure exactly how that would affect you, to be honest. Um, I'll just bump it up a little bit, just make it challenging. Uh, so a challenging eavesdrop test to see if you were startled enough by the sound of the splash of the water. 18, so that's a success for me. Okay. I did 15. 
Okay. Bruno did not pass it. Okay. So I would say both Erwin and Emily are startled awake by the splash of of the water. Um, and when you wake, you're probably a little bit uh, unsure exactly of where you are for a moment, like waking up and suddenly you're on a deck and it quickly comes back. Like, oh, that's right. We're on a ship. That's right. Um, and you look around and you don't see everybody. Um, the crewmen that uh, that were also on deck, like the kind of skeletal night crew that was just keeping watch, you see a few of them run over to the starboard side of the ship and one of them starts screaming, Hey, what, what are you doing? We got passenger overboard! Just shouting out. Um, but in the water, you just don't really care. Like, no one else was doing anything, right? I mean, do you start swimming towards uh, towards the outcropping of a rock? Or? Absolutely, and I'm still continuing to call out. I'm coming, I'm coming. Okay. Can you... Can you swim towards my... Can you hear my voice? Okay. Can you swim toward my voice? It's weird, because, like, you're swimming, so it sounds kind of gargled. Uh, but, yeah, you keep doing it, and, and the, the sound doesn't really change at all. It's just it's still constantly asking for help, just help, like, beckoning you closer. Um, and as you get probably about 10 yards away from the ship, um, catch a glimpse of a figure uh, as you begin to... To, to swim a little bit closer, the angle starts to starts to be a little bit more forgiving, um, and you see that there is a figure. Um, it looks to be a woman, from what you can tell. It's hard to really see. It's almost like you're it's almost like you're seeing in, in black and white or in kind of grayscale. You don't really have the full vibrancy of color um, because of the darkness. But you do see the contours. You see uh, the moonlight kind of reflecting off of what you presume to be dampened hair. Uh, this light-colored hair, maybe, maybe ever so slight hint of like a like a sea green coming through that gray. And as you you look a little bit closer, like her her one of her arms is reaching out in your direction, just waving you in. And the other one seems to be holding on to a rock, as if you know she's she's going to be pulled away by the current or something like that. And as you track and you look at her face, you can see that her mouth is, is certainly moving. It is This is certainly the source of, of this sound. As you look a little bit more closely at the face, um, you're able... It certainly looks human, humanoid, but then where the ears should be, you see more like, like fins. And I need you to go ahead and make another resolve test as it becomes clearer and clearer to you that... This is, in fact, the source of it. So go ahead and another, make another resolve, and uh, you can just make this standard because you have vision of it. I pass. Okay. And as you get closer, you realize with this sudden dread uh, that you have made a grave mistake uh, by jumping into the water, and you have heard stories of fishermen, sailors, drawn to the sea by lore of various comely creatures, folk tales, folklore, body tales, when sitting around at the Bad Fish Tavern back in Weishaven when you work there. And you are face to face now, 15 yards out from the boat with what appears to be a siren. And if that wasn't enough, you hear from behind you the crewmen shouting, like, just stressing to get back 
to get back. What are what are Bruno, Emma, and Erwin doing on the deck at this point? Having woken up, having a little bit of information, kind of piecing it together, probably realize that you look around, you don't see Sophia. These people are shouting to come back, to come back. You probably would conclude that maybe she jumped over. Is yeah. Bruno up? I thought you didn't pass this. No, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm, Bruno, I'm waking you up. So Okay, so you're going to take a moment yeah. to wake him up. Okay, I'm gonna, Erwin, what are you doing? I'm going to go over to the edge and start yelling back, where are you doing? What are you doing? Come back. Come back. And so at this point, like the like realization has overcome you. I'm going to need you to make a secret awareness test. So I don't know if we've done secret tests yet. I can't nope. recall. But there are certain instances where you don't know the difficulty. This often happens with like stealth and like percept, you know, and, like awareness, trying to see if you can see somebody, that kind of stuff. But it's a secret test, but you just roll it as if it's a standard test. Just roll it as if it's standard difficulty. But that just because what you but what you roll, I take what that is based upon my knowledge of the difficulty and then determine whether or not you pass or fail. And at a certain point, you will realize whether you pass or fail. I rolled an 88. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a crit, crit that success, a, right? That is a crit fail. That is a crit fail. Cannot be rolled. So it's hard not to be aware that you're in difficult trouble and you see this this siren staring at you and her her mouth begins to reshape into a kind of devious devious smile and she starts to lower herself from the rock and wade into the water and you, as you turn around to swim back to the ship following Irwin's voice you feel something bump at your feet and you feel a claw or perhaps a hand wrap around your ankle Hey everybody, Jeff here. Just want to say thanks for listening to episode number seven of the Avengers and Lollygagging podcast. New episodes are planned each week, so check back every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're checking, uh, how about you give us a like or subscribe, maybe even a review. Every little bit helps. Uh, You can also find us online at thelollygaggers.com. There you can grab new episodes too. You can also find social handles for those of us who do the Twitter and Instagram thing. And you can uh, see some of the really awesome artwork that we have of the party. Uh, And that's all I got for this week. So stay tuned for a little bit of backstory on Zofia. And uh, thanks again, everyone. Coda, a boat woman born. The footfalls in the hold grow closer. One hard heel and then another slam against the wooden planks of the ship. Sophia counts two sets, suspects it's a pair of boatmen rearranging cargo against the walls, strapping it down with netting or rope. A part of her is amazed it took the captain so long to realize the dangers. After all, she'd been feeling the boat pitch for hours now, hearing through the walls of her hidden compartment the increasingly violent shifting of barrels and crates. The waters were getting rougher, that was clear. Must be a storm, she thinks. Thinking is all she can really do right now. Thinking, listening, waiting. Beside her, Alfie begins to speak. How long? 
but Sophia quickly presses her hand over his mouth. Even in the dark of the smuggler's nook, she is able to find the face of her elven friend. She holds her hand over it and waits. The sound of her heartbeat is deafening. So loud the workers surely had to have heard it. Any moment now, they would slide open the panel, see the stowaways, and that would be that. But the panel doesn't open. The workers don't hear her heart, don't hear Alfie struggling, not over the thumping of wood against wood, not over their body jokes and incessant complaints about their jobs. Sophia thinks they have no idea how good they have it. She leans her lips against Alfie's pointed ear, whispering, Quiet. If they find us, they'll toss us over for sure. That means death in this kind of weather. Sophia can feel Alfie mouth the word, sorry, against her palm. They'd been traveling for what felt like days, five, maybe six. Stuck in a hold without sunlight meant relying on feelings rather than fact. The winds must have been unfavorable. The lands of the stem were unsettled. Everyone knew that. But Sophia knew the winds and the waters along its coast were just as bad. Well, at least according to what she'd overheard from the fishers in Abtoff. The fishers might be ornery, but at least they were an honest kind of ornery. Unlike the rest of town. Unlike Schiffer. It was Schiffer that had sold out Alfie to the wardens, and it was also Schiffer who made Alfie a thief in the first place. Sophia feels Alfie's mouth moving. She releases him a bit, and after a moment, the elf leans toward her and whispers, I'm thirsty. Where's Garrett? He'll come when he can. Now, shush. Through the panel, Sophia listens as the maneuvering of the workers subsides, but the shifting of the boat doesn't. Thankfully, she and Alfie stopped getting sick after the first day. After the second, they got used to the aroma. Still, Sophia longed for fresh air, but she settled now for quiet and sleep. Later, she awakes in the dark to a familiar tapping against the panel. Two knocks, a pause, and then four more in quick succession. She feels in the darkness and finds Alfie's face, brings her head to his, and whispers, Not a sound. Garrett doesn't know I'm not alone. Alfie's head moves up and down, and then Sophia pushes him farther into the darkness. She feels along the bottom of the wall, finds the notch, and slides the panel aside. Salt air wafts in, and the dim lantern light nearly blinds her. She peeks her head out from the hold and sees Garrett alone, his back to her while he scans the stairs. Seemingly satisfied, he quickly turns around and hands over a full water skin, which Sophia trades for an empty one. Thanks. How long left? A day. Garrett tries to look behind her into the smuggler's compartment, but she blocks her fellow gnome by taking a grand swig from the water skin. Who you got in there with you? I heard voices. I was talking to myself. You know me. I'm always talking. Garrett smirks, but a dark expression quickly overcomes his face. It's gonna get you killed one day. Soon, too, if Schiffer finds out what you done. But he's not gonna find out, is he? Not looking her in the eye, the gnome extends a hand, saying, Well, that all depends. Sophia knew this was coming. She pulls a few brass pennies from her pockets and presses them into his palm. If he finds me, I'll know it was you that outed me. You'll be sorry. Garrett shakes his head. No sense threatening the one person who's helping you here. And again, no sense leaving Mr. Schiffer in the first place. He put a roof over your head and everything. Mind your business, Garrett. Zofia slinks back into the darkness of the hold, but before she fully closes the panel, she mimes a finger to her lips and says, And keep your mouth shut. No sooner did Zofia close the panel than a booming voice with a Kuakuan accent shouts, 
What you doing, numb boy? Talking to yourself. Sophia hears the sounds of coins clinking against the floor, Garrett stammering the way he does when he gets nervous. Well, you get these pennies. You've been going through the hold again, you little thief. Get off me, these are mine, I earned them. Yeah, you earned them. How? Sophia can hear Garrett stammer. He was never good at improvising. That's what I thought. Hey, boys. The Kuakuan shouts. Think we got ourselves a little thief. Other footfalls follow. And now there must be three or four others in the hold, each taking a turn at smacking or shoving Garrett. Sophia can hear the gnome cry out, can hear the deafened thud of a kick or a punch, feel the walls vibrate when the other sailors back Garrett against the wall. She reaches for the panel, thinking that maybe she can help, but Alfie's hand on her wrist steadies her. She opened that panel. All three of them were overboard at best and most likely dead. It's this thought she continues to tell herself as Garrett takes the beating she knows is her fault. Amazingly, Garrett never talks. All right, we had our fun. Time for the captain to hear about it. The other sailors laugh and whistle, stomp their feet like rowdy children. She'll probably want a keelhole this one. Have it see a good one of those in a while. As the voices trail off and the footfalls climb the stairs, Sophia settles back in the darkness. She can feel Alfie breathing, heavier than normal, but after a while, he settles. There's no going back now. Weishaven was still a day away, and Weishaven held jobs. Two rivers, a coastal port, plenty to do for someone like her. No more Schiffer, no more looking over her shoulder. Just one more day, and things would be better. Things would be looking up.